All right. Welcome, everybody, to a very special edition to our Team Passion training calls. It is Wednesday night, October 29, 2014, and this is Nicole L. Jones, and I am very excited to have you guys here tonight. Call together just um, last minute. I know we've been doing some podcasts and not really doing team calls and just kind of recording calls, which um, I think everyone is loving because there's not a specific time that you have to take away from your family. So I appreciate that time that you're taking away tonight to be on this live call. Very excited to have our special guest here tonight, Kim Carver. He is the new guy over at Team Beachbody. He is the director of sales in the East region, which is most of our region here. I know we have some people out in Oregon and Hawaii and a couple California, a couple little different spots um, on the call here. But the majority of the team is over here on the on the East Coast. So he is the director of sales and will work with six star to fourteen star diamond coaches. And I have had the pleasure to have a couple calls with him so far and gotten to know each other a little bit and really impressed by his resume coming to us uh, from direct sales his whole life, being around it, and then and then as an adult heading back into the direct selling, direct selling world. So he knows his stuff. He knows what we're doing. He's been a avid follower of Team Beachbody for years and can share a little bit of the background on that. But really excited to have you here tonight, Kim, and I truly appreciate you taking the time and chatting with us for a few. So welcome. Thank you so much. It is, it's my honor. I, I want to also just echo your appreciation to your team for taking time away from your family uh, to chat with you. You know, Nicole and I have had the opportunity to speak a few times now, and Without fail, she always talks about how awesome her team is. And as we were discussing, it kind of came up, and I was like, well, when am I going to have the opportunity to say hello to them? And, and then one thing led to another, and then here we are on this call. And, and I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for the time you've, you've taken to spend here, uh, to be here with me tonight. And, uh, and I'm going to be – I'll be brief. Um, but there are a few simple ideas that, um, that I want to share with you that I've, that I've been thinking about. Um, as I've been kind of preparing my mind this afternoon for, for the call, and some things that I found to be very helpful um, in in building uh, in a business like this, uh, like like Nicole mentioned, I'm you know I kind of grew up in a home. I'm the oldest of seven children, and my dad's a teacher. There were seven kids in ten years in my family, so my mom and dad had their hands full. And my dad, being a teacher, there was always some financial stresses um, that he was always trying to address with us and. And more often than not, in addition to other forms of employment, second jobs that he would take, he always had some form of a direct sales or a network marketing business. And so I've grown up in – I grew up in a home with that, and I, and I saw the, 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 the stability and the help it brought to um, our house when my dad was successful with that. And it's really instilled in me a real passion um, to help other people be successful because I know it impacts lives. And so some of the things that I want to share with you are just a couple simple ideas that as we look at wrapping the year, um, and it's kind of hard for me to believe it's already it's already here. I mean, we've got Halloween this week. I'm actually sitting in the parking lot of a Walmart because my we had a costume emergency right now, and we had to go get something for my daughter, some tights or something. And so I'm sitting in the parking lot of a Walmart to address the the Halloween catastrophe in my house, I guess, of this evening. But 
um, it, the end of the year is upon us. And there's, there's a, you know, really our, our business for next year in Q1 started a couple weeks ago um, and all those relationships and things that we put together. And so um, a lot of times during these times of years when there's all these going on, going on about us with the holidays and other pieces, it's good to have um, some reminders of some of the basics that we've got. Um, and so I want to share some basic ideas with you, some things that I've seen work um, in the you know 15 years or so that I've been working with people and helping them build businesses just like this. Um, but at the end, I'll tell you, the most valuable part of this will be the ideas and the thoughts that come to your mind as we talk about some of these principles. And so I hope you have something to write them down as they occur to you because really the, where, where the value will come from this call, from this, this discussion will be in what you do. It's 100% in your hands to do something with those thoughts and impressions um, after uh, or whatever insights you may have that, that you get from the call um, afterwards. And really you have a, a short window to start acting on those before they kind of fade away to, to memory. So that's, that's the challenge for you. Now I've jotted down just a few notes here to help me stay on task, stay on track. Um, and to be honest with you, as I've reviewed them, I've just kind of put a little title to them, um, the, the kind of a theme that I found kind of going through them that I'm calling um, of measuring sticks and mediocrity. And, and let me explain kind of where I'm coming from on that. I'm going to start with a, just kind of an experience that's put my mind in this, this I guess, this. Uh, it's given me this mindset. Let me say that. Um, on Sunday night, uh, typically on Sundays, we have a, a family dinner um, where we, obviously, our family and I have my parents come over, and, and I've got a couple siblings that still live local to us, and so we usually get together for family dinner. As my wife and I were preparing for that dinner, um, I received a phone call from my mom. Um, and she let me know that my grandpa um, had passed away uh, just a few moments prior to that. Now, we knew it was coming, um, but as a lot of you, I'm sure, can can empathize with and understand, even being conscious of, of an impending life change doesn't really remove the emotion of the situation. So we, we gathered our kids together uh, to let them know and to talk through things. But the truth is, and, and unfortunately, um, it wasn't the... The first time uh, in the last four or five months, we've had the, the occasion to do that with them. Um, in April, uh, my aunt, uh, my dad's sister, uh, was, was actually found dead. Um, they're still trying to figure out what caused it, but she was found dead. A, a month after that in May, a good family friend of ours that lives just down the street from us, our, the kids play together and everything, had their 19-year-old daughter, um, pass away really rapidly from leukemia. And then the following month in August, my, my grandma passed away. Um, and then a few weeks later, my, my family dog, which was kind of the best friend of my, my two special needs children, um, was hit by a car and killed. Uh, last month, a childhood buddy of mine who grew up right next door to me, we played baseball from the time we were 12 till, till college, um, kind of succumbed to some of the, his, his, his pains of, of his bipolar disorder, and he ended up committing suicide, and then now my, my grandpa. And... You know, we've had a lot of occasions then to, to reflect and talk to our children about life. And and really, honestly, the, the grace by which we live our life has really been on my mind a lot lately. And on Monday night, um, I went up to my, my grandpa's house to help my parents start the process of kind of boxing up his things. And and I was asked to, one of the ways I started was kind of in his office. And in his office, he had just lots of pictures of his family. And I and I got a, a box that we had there, and I started packing away these, these photos. And I couldn't help as I was putting these photos away to look and kind of, and you know, 
what, what I was seeing was pictures of him as, as a child with his family and the things that he was doing. He was quite the athlete, and there was pictures of him doing sports with his teams, and then there was pictures of him when he, he first met my, my grandma, who had passed away earlier just a few months before, and and there was you know pictures of them getting married and then their families and Christmases and vacations and then my dad getting married and then our pictures. There was even one of these pictures, and, and I'm, I wish he wouldn't have kept it, but it was me when I was 12 years old, and I had this really, really nasty-looking mullet, and I was embarrassed that he kept that picture so front and center. But the the what occurred to me as I was doing this, as I put all these this this life of this man that I loved and respected, and I and I it was represented in all those pictures, and I and I fit it in a box. I fit a lifetime in a box. And and I started to really think again about my life and about um you know, again, that, that grace by which we live our life each and every day. And I and I don't know about you, but one of the things that drives me and one of the things that's important to me is was just kind of part of who I am is to, to live my life in such a way that I continually challenge myself so that I can reach my fullest potential. I'm curious to what that is. And I don't – I want to make sure that when I'm at the twilight of my days, I want to be able to look at my life and, and what I've done with it and, and see that I pushed myself and that I, I, I was able to figure out what my limits were or what I was truly capable of, of doing. And then I didn't let, you know, laziness or excuses or self-doubt or whatever keep me from becoming the best me that I could possibly be. And and then I started thinking honestly about my kids, and I started thinking about the coaches that I'm working with right now. And too often, I think, in our lives, we fall into the trap of using other people's lives as a measuring stick of our own. To some extent, this is probably natural, maybe a little bit unavoidable, but I do believe that it, that it can be damaging. And I've heard it already, actually, just in a couple of the calls that I had today. Um, it can hurt us because you'll have people, and this is what happened today on a call, I had someone who, was, who had had some great achievements for their business that they were doing, some things that they've been working to and were achieving, and, and we were, I was talking about and congratulating them on that success. And in the same moment that they were celebrating that success, something came out of, of her mouth that was, yeah, but so-and-so um, who lives you know, near me achieved this the same week and it was almost like somehow her own achievement and success um, pales or or was diminished because it it didn't quite live up to the success of somebody else and the on the flip side of that it can also be dangerous when we use others as our measuring stick of, of achievement success and what we're capable of because it can also let's say that we've we've seen an outcome from our efforts, and maybe those efforts weren't our best, right? They weren't our best, but we had an outcome that was better than somebody else. It can deceive us into thinking that those, that outcome was, was superior, was, was our best effort, because just because compared to someone else that was greater. The best way that I think I've heard this put is by author Jim Collins when he talks about good being the enemy of great. Good being the enemy of great. And for me, this simple statement resonates so true to me. When we accept a, a good effort as really a representation of what our potential is, then I think that we, we rob ourselves 
of the benefit of what a great effort could have been. And the hard thing is, is no one will know, only us, right? The world around you will, will support you and help you accept that good effort, right? And, and a lot of times there's people who try to encourage us and give us the best efforts, right? But to realize, I think, our fullest potential, we can't be, we can't be satisfied with good. We, we have to push for great. And so using other people as a measuring stick really won't do this for us. Our best measuring stick then is, is ourselves. It's internal. It's challenging ourselves to be better today than we were yesterday. It's holding ourselves accountable to not make excuses or rationalize or, or justify a, a, a good effort when we know we could have taken it a little bit farther. Now, i got to tell you, I know this, I'm not, this is something where – a lot of times I'll have these conversations and I'll wait till people know me a little bit um, because I'm not coming from a standpoint of, of trying to diminish or browbeat anybody. I want everyone to know that this is, this is, these are just some truths that I, that I believe in and that I think that is, and I'm definitely not perfect in by any stretch of imagination, but I like to be reminded of from time to time because I feel like it helps me be the, a better me, right? The, the best person that, that I can be. Um, Really, it's, it's this internal measuring stick is about challenging ourselves just to be better today than we were yesterday, okay? to win today, to be better than we were yesterday. It's, it's holding ourselves accountable to not make excuses or to rationalize or to, or to justify, again, that good effort if we could have taken a, just a step farther or two. It's a discipline um, that I think as we work on, as you work on together, at least you see in my life and the people, some of the people that I've worked with over time, that takes you from kind of amazing results in your business, or it takes you to, to, from what are good results to really amazing results in your business and also, to be honest with you, in your life, okay? Um, it's, it's a discipline, it's a mindset that really, really helps enrich life's experiences all across the board. So don't be afraid to challenge yourself. Don't be afraid to set aggressive goals and commit to go after them um, um, with your whole heart to see what you can truly do. I think you'll be amazed at what it will do for you and your business as well as your personal life. And it will just kind of a whole new world of potential and, and growth will open up in front of you. And, uh, and really I think it's one of the things I was telling a leader earlier today as I was talking with him is that a lot of times when it comes to, to these type of conversations, people are um, – what they need a lot of times is someone to expect greatness out of them in order to kind of start to see it in themselves, in order to kind of unlock that potential. And I think that's what I'm trying to do here a little bit is to see if I can nudge you in that direction to kind of get your brain thinking that way and to maybe give yourself permission um, uh, to, to take a little step further, to maybe expect a little bit more from yourself. Now, to, to bring all this kind of to a, a point or to a close, I want to take it just down a little bit from a theoretical discussion like I've put together here and to kind of a more practical level. It's a... Uh, one of my uh, another saying that I that I use a lot is that it's the start that stops most people. It's getting started, um, getting going that's very difficult for people because a lot of times it's stepping into the unknown. A lot of times they try to do too much and all that kind of stuff. So let me let me see if I can give you some some real life applications, some suggestions of ways that we can start maybe taking some steps down this road, or if you're already there, maybe some ways that we can kind of accelerate that a little bit. Um, the first one would be to set kind of an, to set an achievable but maybe a stretch goal for yourself before the end of the year, and make sure, please make sure that that goal is tied to your why when it comes to your business, that it's not a goal for anyone else other than for you and for helping your life be better, 
um, as you help other people in building your business. It's tied to your why. The second thing to do then is to identify three to five daily activities that are directly tied to your goal and there are things that you can control, that you can do uh, on a daily or almost daily basis. This gives the host you the flexibility. Has the conference. This gives you the flexibility then to be able to to adjust your um, uh, to to adjust your according to your counters, according to things you've got, right? But you can make sure I've got these three to five things I need to do on a daily or almost daily basis that will help me drive to my goal. Now, point number three then is to work with work with another coach to help hold you accountable to those daily activities and to start, most importantly, doing them within the next 24 to 36 hours to start those steps. And that's, that's really, again, you'll find that the first couple steps might be a little more difficult, but with each step, the next one gets easier and easier and easier until you're running. Um, now, I will say that I know some people sometimes struggle with this approach because um, especially in this type of a business, and with a great culture that we have here at Beachbody. Sometimes they feel like setting goals, um, you know, especially like rent goals or income or volume type goals, it almost feels too selfish to them, right? It almost, and to these people, it feels like it violates um, this amazing mission and purpose of our business. And I understand it because there really is, there's a real soul to our business that comes from a legitimate and honest to goodness, true purpose um, of helping others. And, and we have amazing coaches. I mean, the coaches that I've met the last month and a half that I've been here have just blown my mind. And they're, they're sincere, I mean, speaking almost to a person, sincere, loving people who are hesitant to have anyone, especially people they're mentoring or working with, misinterpret their business motives to be anything other than just a, a real desire to help. And sometimes they feel like, well, if I've got these other goals, it, it conflicts with those. And maybe if you feel this way, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you, a question, which is, well, why? Okay. Now, and again, at the risk of offending one, because I'm, I'm really not, but this is out of a sincere desire to maybe help nudge you forward a little bit. I want to share with you that what I found in most cases, when you, when you drill down on this type of, of, a, of a concern that people have, they'll, they'll use it as almost a, a commitment avoidance tactic, because it's very difficult to argue with, with it because it's so altruistic in nature. And so let me see if I can kind of gently push back and maybe nudge your thinking and change maybe how you're looking at it a little bit to see if, if maybe you see what I see. And if you don't, then that's fine. If you don't, then that's fine. Um, if, if the motives you have for building your business is people, then setting quantifiable goals doesn't really violate this motive, really even in the slightest, at least in my mind, because every number represents a life changed by your business. Right, it, it, it's something that just gives you organization and, and a way to to focus your efforts towards something. Every rank advancement just means there's more families that have been exposed to a better quality of life, right? Because you're you're building more people, you're helping more coaches become better at sharing what Beachbody has to offer. And it's true that numbers numbers aren't people, and sometimes it's it's easy to feel like there's no soul in in numbers, but but really, if you think about it, they they represent lives changed and the opportunity for the platform that we have to be broader and broader to, to help more people. And really setting goals for yourself along these lines, it's not, it's not selfish. In my mind, at least, it's just efficiently organizing yourself so that you can help more people by growing the platform that you have to, to help more people's lives. That mean, doesn't mean that we do it at the expense of the individual, right? We're a people-first company. We always will be. And the people need to feel the sincerity 
in us when we help people do that. Um, but I, I don't think that those two things are mutually exclusive um, from each other. And, and I really don't think there's ever any reason to feel guilty for earning income from a business when you're providing a, a real solution and real value to people. Um, and, and one thing that I, I guess I want to, as far as that goes, I want to just put a thought in your mind with regards to that. Is It's the idea that just because a sale goes through you instead of a cash register or a website, okay, doesn't make it any less noble, doesn't make it any less valid or helpful to the individual. Remember that and give yourself permission to, to, to feel okay with that. Now, we've just got, like I mentioned at the beginning, just a few weeks left in the year. And so to wrap, I just want to issue a little bit of a challenge. Don't limp through the finish line um, for the rest of the year. Find a way to push yourself a little bit. Do it with respect to your family. Keep your family first. Keep all your life and balance the way to do. But the time that you dedicate yourself to your business, time to dedicate yourself that you dedicate to, to helping other people through Beachbody, I, I'm, I'm going to challenge you to maybe push yourself a little bit there. Okay, set some goals. Set some goals or a goal. Okay, um, to, to push yourself to not be good, to not just be, you know, good. Let's let's go for great. Um, a life really is lived one day at a time, a week at a time, a month at a time, a year at a time. In the end, we really are um, the sum of our, our daily choices that we've made. And that was a thought that I had a lot um, Monday night as I was packing up my grandpa's stuff. Um, like I said at the beginning of the call, your 2015, your first quarter for next year started really a few weeks ago um, because the contacts and the momentum and the engagement that you build now and through the rest of the year is really going to determine how your, your first quarter goes next year. And so my invitation to you is to have the courage uh, to commit yourself to be great and not, again, to succumb to the mediocrity, uh, to, to succumb to the mediocrity of just being good. Be your best self. Set goals and push yourself and make sure we start that in the next 24 to 36 hours. And, and I know you can do it. And I'm really excited to be here. I'm excited to be a part of Team Beachbody. You guys are wonderful people and wonderful coaches, and I hope I can have the chance to meet some of you in person here in the near future. So. Nicole, I've taken probably more time than I should have, but I appreciate the opportunity to chat with everybody. So thank you so much. Yeah, no, thank you so much. That was perfect. It was amazing. And, yeah, lots of amazing nuggets there. And good to great for sure is the motto to live by. So we totally appreciate your time tonight. And we will let you go and save the day with the costumes catastrophe. <laughs> well, I wish you guys could see this. All of my kids are standing with my wife outside my van and my wife's not letting me get in the car because they know I'm on a phone call, so they're all standing out there looking at me like, when can we get in the van? So. <laughs> well, let them in and have an amazing rest of the week and uh, happy Halloween to your to your family and thank you so thank much you. again. Thank you so much, everybody. I appreciate the time. I'm going to let my family okay. in now, so I better go. You guys don't have to wait. Okay. <laughs> Good night. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye now.